Hello, this is Mig, aka Grasshopper. Welcome to Fuerza, Inside the Mind of a Ridden Athlete. Today, bear with us as we have an informal conversation interview with three of my longtime friends and local legend, Shane Brezhnin and Glenn Fant, owners of NorCal Bike Sport, Bike Peddler, and Trailhouse in Santa Rosa, and Cycling Legends. Been riding with these guys since the early 90s. Glenn was a mechanic at Dave's Bike Sport when I first dropped off photocopies with the invitation, the roots and the maps and the call. The call. Did you hear the call of the grasshopper? In addition, we'll be talking to Roger Bartels, a.k.a. White Lightning, the world's fastest dentist. And special guest, Zimmerman Smith, a.k.a. Don Winkle. Don and I met probably late 80s as I was just getting into cycling. He was living at the Pink Palace. We'll talk about the origins of the hoppers, stories of epic battles, what type of bikes we were riding back then, the drive to own the local bragging rights of the hoppers, and just tell stories of uh, what it means to be part of uh, the cycling community in Northern California. Stay tuned, and I hope you enjoy our conversation. All right, so welcome to another episode of Fuerza, Inside the Mind of the Ridden Athlete. Today we have three legendary guests make with a special appearance. Roger Bartels, Shane Brezhnian, Glenn Fant, and special appearance by Donald Winkle. So thanks for being on the show, fellas. Yeah, thanks. Um, so it's been my goal for a long time to sit down and, and, and film and do interviews and talk about kind of, you know, I won't say the good old days because in a sense this still feels like it, but but really we've been riding together for upwards of 30 years right now. So there there's a lot of uh, a lot of history, a lot of good times. Probably people have different memories of how things actually went down and when. Um, but I'm glad to have you guys on and uh, thanks for making the time. Yeah, thanks, Meg. So just a quick introduction. I'm going around here. So I'm going to start out with White Lightning, Roger, Roger Bartels. And, and Roger uh, is a dentist in Healdsburg by profession. I think it's just kind of an excuse to keep him out of trouble when he really wants to be riding his bike. But Roger is legendary. Roger, um, remind me a little bit that when did, when did we start riding together? How far back does this go? Um, I, I came to town in 1989. And uh, I lived in Rankin Valley, and uh, my property manager was uh, Dave Halstead, who was a Pink Palace guy. And the property, I the house was owned by Mike Sinyard, believe it or not. And um, Dave Halstead was a cycling guy, and he turned me on to uh, a, an MB1 Bridgetown. And then somehow I ended up in the emergency room a bunch of times getting sewn up. And Snap's wife, um, Kate, his ex-wife now, uh, said, you should go ride an Occidental uh, Sundays, the hardware ride. And I think that's where I, I met you. And I, I came on in 89. I don't know when you started. Come, were you like 90, 90 or 91? But every Sunday we were there at 9 o'clock. And we started going you know, on these big mountain bike rides. And that's, that's where 
uh, I kind of cut my teeth. Yeah, so no it was like it was like, it was like going to church. So I think you know, ninety two, I moved back. And, okay, uh, was, and yeah, and you were you were the Reverend Miguel, yeah, like Mike, and then you changed your name to Miguel. You had these earrings, <laughs> and you would and preach then, to us every Sunday. Yeah, and then it wasn't so. And so working at the bike shop, if people don't know, so Gianni's is kind of legendary. So Gianni was was founded by Tom Ganella named after his uh, his son, Gianni. And he really has been the glue to West County um, at the time for the shop. But if anything, for his welcoming personality, he made everyone feel special, everyone at home. Yeah. And treated people like family. And so I was working there at the bike shop while going to school. And I think, you know, I'd met Don before that. So if I remember right, Don, probably when I was still in school at Humboldt, because Kathy was dating Wes, Wes Williams was... I think the first employee for Scott Nichols. And I think I was back and, and I just started riding mountain bikes and, and met you. And but it probably wasn't until a while later. Um, but tell me, Don, so you've been right. You grew up in Santa Rosa, right? And so obviously you've been riding bikes for a long time in Santa Rosa. What was it like in the eighties? Like who was around? What, what was happening? So Roger referred to the eighties. So you can't go too much further back than that. What do you, what was going on in the early eighties in Santa Rosa bike wise? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I wish I did. You know, I mean, your sister was riding with us. Lady. I know what was going on. And I met you back. It, your sister introduced us at a party. And she said, like, I think you're going to like my brother. Yeah. And what year did you start working at the bike shop, Glenn? At Dave's? 95, I think. In 95. Oh, man. Yeah. You have to back up. What was going on in the late '80s was the the Pink Palace was the scene, and 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 Winkle was a part of that. Um, but for me, when I came in, I was a triathlete, and uh, and the place where you got a bike was Dave's Bike Sport, and Dave was the man. I can remember back then; it was so cool. You go on, you go in there on the summer solstice, and there'd be these guys with ham radios. And I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, they're doing a terrible two. Like they were like monitoring the terrible two back then. And so, but, but that was, Dave was the epicenter of psych. Dave's bike sport was the epicenter. Yeah. And then, and Don and then, doesn't know what's going on, but, but that, that's bullshit. So uh, you're, you're being a little too humble there. I mean, you're at the palace, you started the palace. I mean, that's where, you know, the early, that's where Hampson was coming. The Chilcots were there. That was the hub of, of road cycling. If somebody dropped into town, whether it was, uh, I don't even know the names, but I know that that's where we started riding out of, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, I was, yeah, I was there. Um, I was thinking about the other day because uh, Bobby Julek was on some interview and he actually lived there for a couple of weeks when he was broke and he was in between he just got a contract with LA sheriffs, I think. And so he was kind of in between. He sold off a bunch of his stuff, lived in one of the apartments for a few weeks and then went south. And then, you know, that was kind of that. And it's funny, like, cause the, the scene was kind of broken up into the Dave's gang. And I actually was buying a lot of my stuff at the Dale's uh, shop back in those days. But, and, um, and I have a, actually, I have a scar on my, my arm where uh, Dave Walters crashed me out in a Tuesday night criterion. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, Dave. Let's see it, man. 
Well, there's a lot on top of other scars, but it's there, believe me. Nice. Um, yeah, and the and the Tuesday night race scene, you know that that was a big deal. I remember doing that as a mountain biker and and, show, and showing up and doing that um, as well. Um, Glenn, when you came to Santa Rosa, was it for bikes or was it for school or or what it is? So let me back up a little. Sorry. So Glenn, Glenn and Shane are owners. Glenn of of NorCal and Bike Peddler as well as the Trail House. Um, and um, this is where the interview has taken place. If you guys don't know about the Trail House, it's an incredible place to, to start your rides in Santa Rosa. It's got great vibe, good food, coffee, plenty of beer, and uh, it's right next to Anadole. So anyways, Glenn, what brought you to Santa Rosa? And was it bikes or what, what was the connection? Yeah, it's like the cycling, the uh, world here. So I don't know. I showed up and I think it was 95 and went to work for Dave at Dave's Bike Sport. And that was yeah. like... And, and, then, and then Shane, so our connection goes way back obviously from riding and racing bikes together and I, one of the things i remember about you being such a hard man for but we all like to suffer we all like to throw down and we were all working but i remember you in particular you know you're telling the stories about welding and like stripping down and you're like you know shaved legs and these guys are like what the hell bro you're like man i gotta go train but the fact that you were welding and then coming to train um what are your earliest memories about racing and just being in sonoma county riding um, just, just meeting the Santa Rosa crew for sure. Um, I, I lived in Sonoma at the time and gave up organized sports, so to say, and started cycling cause it was individual and it was new and it was fun and it was challenging. And, um, the best shop was Dave's bike sport and lo and behold, I met Glenn there and he mentioned the ring of fire that was happening in 1995 said you should show up and do this if you want to do something fun and i didn't know anyone and showed up and had the time of my life like i had no idea at the time how cool it was and looking back it was wish it was still going but tom ritchie and gary fisher and just the names that were there and then the people racing and I finished the race and I got handed a homemade burrito from a beautiful hippie girl and I was 20 years old and someone handed me a beer and asked if I wanted another one and I sat down and you could smell herb being smoked and we were in a garden and there was a band playing cock ring of fire and it was like these are my people and yeah the scene in Santa Rosa is is and was amazing um, and the rides that occurred, you know, from Dave's bike sport, like, oh, you want to go on a road ride, Shane? Like, show up. And it's like the Saturn team's there and the Mercury team back in the day. And on any given day, you could go for five hours and roll out and on these roads that I'd never seen before or, or knew of. And you just followed wheels. And, and lo and behold, these wheels are Levi and and all the people that cut their teeth around here so it was amazing being able to meet people and and it it draws you in right it just you get sucked into it and then like Raj said all of a sudden every sunday you're showing up for a ride and you know that the same guys are going to be there and it's still happening to this day <laughs> yeah 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 the rhythm of it you know i think some of the guests and, and folks that i've talked to you know and I, I as as we know like the the movement of, of gravel quote unquote has, has exploded but what the, what i think that has in common from our early days of mountain biking that people are finding connection of of their group of people both for ability where they live and 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 what they like to do and i and what i appreciate for us is that you know the group's big but the but the core group 
it, you know, of who we love to ride with, you could only have, there's only so many people to be super compatible with. And, and I was thinking of you guys today because I did, got a quick oxy session in and it was good, but I hit radar nectar and I was pinning it cause I had to get back and it was good, but it wasn't great. And, and when it's great is when you have a buddy in front of you and two behind you, or better yet, no one ahead of you and you're trying to like lose them. And that feeling that we've had for 30 years, it's just a freaking rush. And it all comes back to mountain biking. So I don't, I don't know what it, is, but it is for you guys. But I, I would assume that if anything else, you'd prefer to be on mountain bikes. Is that accurate? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Big, big nods there. Big nods. Yeah. So I mean, we we like dirt. Yeah. But funny. So when I first like showed up with the Gianni crowd, they referred to me as the token roadie from Santa Rosa. Yeah, the token, what I remember, so I did meet you long before at the party with Wes's and we hit it off at first. This is before we got into trouble on our, on our Moab trips and whatnot. But like I was working at the bike shop for some reason, they, you know, they gave me a few bucks to open the door and sweep the floor and whatnot. And you came in barely with any clothes on because you had stacked on Coleman Valley, dropping into town. And um, if I remember correctly, you were, you know, you're pretty shaken up, but we cleaned you up and, um, you know, I think took you in and, you know, I think that was kind of the beginning of a long lasting friendship of, uh, of us there. I have a memory of, uh, of this. See if this serves me right, Glenn. Sometimes I tell stories and maybe it's not accurate. Uh, but for me, when I thought about starting the grasshoppers and now it's like 24 years ago, I was sitting kind of like I am now at my desk, you know, Computers kind of just came came out. I learned how to change font. I couldn't actually put any pictures. I had like cut and paste and drop something on there. And then the Sonoma, Sonoma County maps actually drew on them, stapled them. And I, in, in the where you went into Dave's and you had a place where you had magazines and whatnot, I handed you one and I just dropped them in the slot. I said, this is happening. I still yeah, have, but, I still have the, all those. I have <laughs> that, like the original. I have all that. I would just... Yeah, I have. It's it's. You it's there. And yeah. taped it on, and then must have gone to Kinkos or something and copy. Nah, copy. Yeah, you make yeah. copies. Yeah, and, and you had to make the maps, and um, you know, I just had this vision of how how I wanted the ride to be. I didn't necessarily make plans of it last lasting this long, but it was like, hey, this just sounds this just sounds fun, um, and. I'm wondering for you guys, what what if you remember the first one, first couple? Like, if you go back and think of a first memory, what is it when we finally came together? Uh, whether the ride or the group. Oh, I don't. <laughs> I have. Roger, early memory. I'm sure Roger's got a memory like a. Yeah. Um, so we we were all doing like Napa Valley Dirt Classic and Rock Hopper and Trees and Breeze and the Nobular bike race series and 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 then then we then scott nickel came along and sponsored us with gianni and then then we had this huge crew of people and we were meeting um like every sunday i remember like leo and matt neary and kevin garrison and 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 Cherney and and schnickel and and your sister and just like we had this great crew and and then we would do our thing during the summer, and then at the end of the summer, we'd let our hair down and do the all-day, everyday thing, which Mig would organize. He's like had this huge imagination, like let's link all these 
these trails together and just have a killer day and then you know and then end the, end the summer that way and then then and you were really good at organizing that because you were like a teacher you were like we were our we were your students and you know how to like xerox all that shit and get it going and 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 that um sort of um ended up then becoming the the grass it went into the grasshopper and then we started having all these pros come down to do sea otter like in march they come they come stay at my house like and then they would start doing the grasshoppers as training into march and that was your original idea i think was to get us in shape for for these mountain bike races that we were so into at the time mountain biking was huge in, in the 90s as i remember it's like um it, it was like gravel is now it was it was going off it was it was big there was a lot of sponsorship there was a lot of money there was pride they would give away bikes if you won the series the nobular series i want a bike there like you don't get that now yeah but i remember so so shane you remember so I, we were racing for Soulcraft around the time I started the Hoppers, and it was just before I bought a house and had kids. And I was like, okay, yeah, I use it a little bit to train. And then once I stopped racing, I was like, well, this this is all I'm going to do competitively. And I know at first people liked my idea, like, okay, yeah, old Taz, like that's good training. And then the next one's like King Ridge. And I remember Duncan being like, what? I was like, how is that going to be good for mountain bikers? And so the mountain bikers sort of bought in to the start, but not the long ones. And the roadies, like when we had to do King Ridge and Dirt, were old cars. They're like, "What are you talking about?" But at a certain point, people, you know, said, "Nah, I'm not going to travel to Merced for the Criterium or do this." Yeah. Like, what about for you, Shane? Like, I know you won the series maybe three times. Does that sound right, or more? Uh, I think I won it. I got two spikes. So two two spikes. So at some point, you're like, "Nah, I'm I'm going to do all of them." Like. Like when did it shift for you? Like, yeah, hey, uh, I'm gonna, I just, I'm gonna do this. Maybe I'll do some other races, but I'm gonna focus on this local thing. Yeah, it, it the grasshoppers. I mean, they're it's ever evolving um, as it's gone through its history. And for me, it was this early season, like Raj was saying, a, a method of training. But then it started turning into this the Chico boys would show up and the Santa Cruz boys would show up and the Marin boys would show up. And, and as Sonoma County guys, like we had something to prove. They were our roads, our courses. And we had inside information cause we were riding and training on the roads and we needed to win these races. So we were putting together the, the best setups and, and it was just all part of it. It was really interesting and kept it, kept you intrigued to like all right how am i going to make my mountain bike fast for this course that fucking miguel put 25 miles of road in but then there's this descent that i really need a mountain bike for and you know i i mean it, it got to the point where i remember roger and i going out and pre-riding a day before a section and hanging water bottles from a tree by rubber bands so that <laughs> i remember and i love my it. idea the Chico, that wasn't your idea. The Chico boys Bam. were. Oh, yeah. That was me. And everyone's out of water, and, and they had started to nudge us like, hey, are you guys going to stop for water? And it was just, you know, death look to them. And when we turned into the rabbit hole to drop into Fort Ross, Roger and I just snagged our bottles off the tree like apples, and they were fucked. 
and, you, and we were gone. How can you two even take credit for that? That was my fucking idea. Uh, no, you guys fine, man. I drove you out there. Another time we I had you drive me out there. I, I mean, it, it was just, and then oh yeah, the changes. Yeah, the the courses are just. Why would you drive to Merced when you can go ride the most nectar roads that are, you know, link you to the dirt and single track, and and you're with your friends and your enemies, you, your enemy, your frenemies, and uh, enemies. You know, you're you're hoping that. You're, you're a mile from the finish on Willow Creek. Your your hammy's starting to cramp, and you turn around, and there's fucking George Hope hunting you down. Or Brian That's, Anderson. He always you know, closes it at the end. Or Timmel from Timmel Chico. Timmel and freaking... Yeah. What's his name? You know, it was just always the best. And the stories that you would sit around and talk about afterwards. and Yeah. It just be, became this addiction. And, and then all of a sudden, it got really, really competitive as the went on. And, and like Rod said, you know, pros started showing up. And every once in a while, you'd get the best of them. And like, holy shit, I beat that guy. Like, but we, were, we were riding mountain bikes um, up until, I think, well, no, we started doing those cycle cross. Remember we did Gianni cross rides? And then George would show up on a on a um, Bruce Gordon, yeah. And I and I got a Hakalugi. That the Hakalugi wasn't exactly a, a cross bike. They advertised that as more of an, an adventure bike, and for me, it was the ultimate weapon. But um, then, then the specialized bikes started coming along, and there was stuff before that, like Soulcraft, and then there's all all the all the bike builders like. You know Curtis English and Rick the Stick Hunter and and Cat. You know eventually Cameron came. Up. Remember all them guys? Yeah. So let me let me speak to or ask about the equipment because th this is a part that was that was fun for me. Just uh, and I tell this story to folks that I think what we had that's unique in NorCal uh, is that you know we'd ride year round and we would change bikes and we all love to ride road bikes, mountain bikes, and cross bikes. And our cross bikes were our ad adventure bikes. Um, when it and then those that kind of worked because we'd be on the same bike. But when it came to racing, like Shane mentioned, and it was old Kaz, that threw yes. a wrench in there. And that, I, that's and a because, tricky one, yeah. Because old Kaz was once a year. You had some really tough dirt with a lot of uh, uh, pavement in between, where it mattered if you if you were able to stay with your group or if you were ahead on a mountain bike. But then you had the flats, so. The, the mixture of bikes we had for many years was crazy, people trying to figure out. But I especially remember, Glenn, you and Shane being the gear experts. Like, I know your gears were taken before leading up to that. And people were talking about tires and about uh, what setup. Tell me about the, the evolution, maybe about those few years before gravel became ubiquitous. Like, what were the bikes doing that we were riding for old cars? In the beginning, we just all rode the same bikes, right? I mean, we had, we were, we would, you would make these routes and they're ridiculous and we would go do it. And it, But once they got more competitive and faster and like we were racing the Canadians and Levi and all those types of people, you were just trying to hang on. So you had to get like creative with <laughs> the equipment you had. And so we would, you know, you would break each course down into sections and like where you could gain time and lose time and not you know 
not all those fast guys had a ton of skill, and so you would you would take their speed versus your skill and like work it work it all out and then build the bike around that. I mean, we would tweak on the builds and Tires the tactics too. and all that to be able to yeah. hang with the faster people that were showing up throughout the years. I mean, you got to remember at the beginning, it was just like just us, right? And Devin Vegas. Devin. <laughs> these courses and it was like we would go out in the most horrendous conditions like do you some of the some of the times it was just it was it was ridiculous and it uh yeah but it would come down to the end right like back up into occidental or whatever it was i remember one of my tactics um for old Kaz was was to make sure i got through the first section first like in the front group. So I, I was really good at getting underneath the gate, like sprinting up that hill and getting underneath the gate and then being in the front and dragging the Canadians with me, the, the pros. And, and they didn't know where to go. They depended on me to make that left-hand turn on Cherry. And then, so I would lead it all the way down to the creek, right? And then I could just sit on. So I would design my whole bike like so that I can get through that first section fast, and then one, and then I'd sit on their wheel, and they'd carry me all the way to Willow Creek Road, and then all I had to do is just finish, get up the hill, and get some points. That's every. That's all the grasshoppers for me. It was like, yeah, you just <laughs> there are points in the race you had to be with certain people, so you would kill yourself to get to that point. If you got to that point, you got drug along for like you know, and then you just had to get yourself to the finish, and you yeah. just. No, I don't know. And let, let me just go through Old Castle because we know what we're talking about, and there's a lot of people that, that have done that. But the way that it played out, and 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 this is what I loved about that course is you know putting it together before you could do right with GPS or Strava and click and stuff. We had to really know those neighborhoods and which was the county. But you know the way it played out, um, descending Willow Creek Road. Once we added that in, you know then you had the factor of of staying with your groups, but the, the tightness of in the neighborhoods and knowing your way. And for probably 10 years, we didn't even mark the course. So like Roger, Roger mentioned, but that descent into the Creek, uh, it could be, it could be super treacherous. And then you had what, 15 miles, maybe from Casadero, a flat paved road. Um, and the number of times that I was with you guys on there, just trying to survive, but I did, my strategy was to never go backwards on Willow Creek because there were some times when, like you said, I would get in that group and I would get to the bottom of Willow Creek. I'm like, yeah, I made it. And then the engine lights would go on and all shit would it hit the fan. And I was like, no, that strategy didn't work. And then you had a whole nother year to think up your strategy. That, that was that was a yeah, tough one. You know, um, the Marin race was kind of kind of interesting, too, because it, it was another another one. The. What, what was it? The Bear Valley section? Yeah, the Bear Valley loop, was, right. It was full-on mountain bike, but there was some road before that, and there was – that was a tricky one that I had to pre-ride to know. Like, you could really gain some time knowing the loop. Yeah, and we all tried to ride that in, on our cross bikes the first time, which included the entire length of Bofax, and I think that we all learned, only did that once. But what was the Marshall one? Yeah. The original Marshall one where we had to come up into Occidental. That was Chileno Valley. Chileno, the original Chileno Valley. I wanted to win that so bad. <laughs> I yeah, like it. Awesome. Suited you for sure. 
I hated doing. I hated the only reason I would I became a road rider is because of the Grasshopper series. I had to train for the to get points for Chileno Valley, man. That was a hard. That's a hard one for me. I just remember the 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 year I got the closest was getting stopped stopped at a stop sign. Timmel chasing Timmel, and he just hooks onto this RV down. and I saw as he's like hooking onto the RV, just going fifty, and I it was like it's over. It was like the closest I ever got. Yeah, now, so that wasn't really in the rule. Did did you protest that? Did you have your window of time to protest to the officials? No, it was. There was a lot of uh, ch- chatter on uh, on the on social media about that. I think right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the big prize money. Yeah, that's that. That was really unique. Finishing up through uh, through. Um, through that. And I remember the closest I got for that one was, I don't remember who all was there, but uh, Sterling Magnell was in there and we were coming up and Justin Morgan was in there. I was like, okay, Sterling, cause I know he was looking for the win, but he was maybe like 19 or 20. I was like, okay, you got to work for us. And, and, and he, and he did, and he drilled it. And uh, Justin came around and won, but, but yeah, that road stuff. Uh, that's when, if you weren't truly a roadie, uh, it was tough. Though I do remember Shane, you getting away with the entire Bissell squad one year in Talansky, right? I, I remember you talking about that being one of the hardest days of your life. At, on that course? Um, yeah, I, I was the best I ever placed in the Chileno Hopper. But it's it's like Glenn said, like I lit my entire fucking matchbook to make it up and over Coleman down to Highway One, and when I did. I, I hooked onto the Bissell train with Talansky and a few others, and I just sat on for the rest of the day and drank and ate as much as I could to try to not cramp. And I got delivered to the base of the finish climb with 10 minutes in front of everyone. And yeah, just it was a fast day, you know, and you get to experience that like real power of like the pros, right? Like, we're. Yeah. we're I mean, it's it's a fun day to be able to be part of that. And that's what draws back to it. Like the, the, the chance to be able to do that and ride at that level and be in a race with those guys and see how it goes down and then have that experience for the next one. Yeah. And as a mountain biker, uh, and, and we all love riding on the road as well, that, that sense of being together and relying on each other and working together in a group, it, it's, it's really a special experience when you don't, you're not aware of space and time and the speed. And next thing you know, you're 40 miles further, whether you're in the first group, second group, or the third group. So the fact that we've able to have a mountain bike race and, and, a, and a mixed terrain one like that, uh, and for the most part, you end up being ending up with the similar people. You make your efforts. Like in that case, you're with them. But usually, you know, cycling, uh, it, it's tough to, to, you have to, you know, walk the talk and you end up being with uh, your people. Speaking of strategies, uh, everyone knows Yuri Hauswald. He's a legend. Um, and I remember the legendary battles. It seemed like four times out of five that Don Winkle would reel him in right at the end of the day. I just remember so many times he'd be, damn it. <laughs> so was that your strategy? Was just to catch Yuri at the end of the day? Was that your, was that your one move? Or that's just coincidence. No, um, no, I uh, got a mule to help me with that a little bit. No <laughs> um, uh, wanted to be polite. Like we were, we were on that on Sea View, and we we're in a group with with Yuri and his enforcers, and uh, and Emil wanted to take a pole, and I'm like, fuck that. 
let these guys do all the work. And then, um, and they did, and they just rode themselves into the dirt. And, um, and then we hit the dirt and then I just sat on and waited. <laughs> Looked it away and waited and brought him back in. And I'm sure you felt really bad about that. I felt bad about it. The best yeah. one was, I was actually out of, everyone was out of water, but I got a hand up from George's girlfriend at the bottom of water. And uh, Yuri wanted me to like hand it over, to, like hand him some, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't right. happen. Didn't happen. Yeah. The, the rivalries, not, not that, not that Glenn and I were are competitive at all. Like we were just fine. Like whatever, whoever wins, it's cool. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> right. We're just like, whatever. But I do remember it was a year that I, that somehow I talked my wife into letting me do a big block in winter break, winter time to actually have a good result. And you and I were finishing together up old cat up Willow Creek. And I think, I can't remember where it was, but we had good finishes. And I remember just being out of like water at the first turn, you go through the dirt and it turns up and I asked you for like, Hey, got any water? And and you didn't even look at me. And I was like, Oh man, it is on. And I started cramping. And then later I found a bottle and it was like, just picking up a discharged bottle. I've never worked so hard. I think that was one time I did catch you at the end. And it's like, it's like my most satisfying thing, but you know, the, those battles, whether imaginary or real, uh, were fine. Most of the time, I didn't even see you, so I could just brag about that one. Those battles of Willow Creek, there's, I mean, every time of Willow, it doesn't, I mean, forget the grasshoppers. Every time we ride at Willow Creek, it's a battle. Like, no matter who you're with, it's it's brutal. It's like, I, you know, every turn, you 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 come up to the sisters and just see people walking and the it's, bitches it's so satisfying to just see a peg leg people peg legging up and it's just you roll by them the way it would unfold yeah seeing seeing, seeing the carnage of, of people out there yeah, out. <laughs> and uh what about the bigger ones? I remember it was fun when we had a chance to do some dropping into salt points. So in, in terms of mixing it up, right, you know, I took pleasure in making it um, a little bit longer than the mountain bikers wanted because like whatever, I wasn't going to the races anymore. And then when it came to the road events, it was great to be doing, oh, yeah, we're doing King Ridge. But oh, by the way, we're going to drop all the way down to salt point on the dirt. Yeah, and so you'd have like Mark Hogenlocker out there and the other, other road riders. But for us, that was great. And they would complain. And it's like, well, it's not your race. You don't get to make the course. But they would bitch and bitch. And it's like. On Continental 23s. Yeah. Like, uh, on that race, we went, ripped down that trail. <laughs> I just remember like the family with like their baskets and stuff, like hiking that day. Like, here comes the bike race. <laughs> that was a really yeah. tough, that was a tough one to pre-ride too because it's so far away. You can't go check it out. And like tweak tweaking on what tires to put on. People would flat early on the first like hundred hundred yard hundred fifty yards or something. There was a rock right in the middle there that would get get you. Yeah. What do you think about what's it like or now or what? What do you think you know? We love the technology we have, but if you go do any event right now, let's say you're going to go do a new gravel ride or a, or a road event, like you have the data, you have the profile, you see the videos. There's so much knowledge that one can do to that. Do you think it was different 
or is it different now that people have that or is that just kind of how how it is i mean what do you think about that in terms of the experience of going out and doing something when you don't have so much information pretty cool like i i've just like since i started biking um i just evolved with the technology and you just gotta you know rock shocks came along first and then you know toe clips were gone we got lock and put you just evolve with what comes along right it's just we went um, v-brakes and then disc brakes and then tubla tubla and now we got like kush kush core and you know guys are riding 26 inch wheels again with big big tire volume like you just gotta evolve i think yeah. i think there's that but more specifically answer your question like yeah you're still in search of that that event that captures what we were always going for with the grasshoppers was that sense of adventure. Um, a few years ago, Glenn and I did an event that was all blind racing. It was, it was totally blind up until the point we got to, they picked you up at this farm and then drove us for four hours into the middle of nowhere where they had this amazing camp set up and you raced for four days out of the camp, all blind racing. And that sense of adventure and the format that they held definitely captured some of that camaraderie and and the feels of of what the early grasshoppers were like you had to be self-sufficient you're out there all day alone like some of the most adverse conditions i've raced in yeah. like it was hard but it's that sense of adventure and not knowing you know dropping into a descent it's like all right how fast can i ride this you know just on sighting it for the first time ever well i want to ride it faster than this fucker so <laughs> And that and that's what it's about, you know. Like yeah. when we raced grasshoppers, it was it was fully self-supported in in the beginning, and and you had to show up not just with your equipment in order, but if you had a mechanical, you had to be able to fix it and get yourself out of there for the day. There wasn't sag coming for you, you know. Your friends weren't going to waste the CO two on you. Well, yeah, I had George help me once, and <laughs> and, I, and I and I could get Glenn to help me. Like I try to surround myself with those kind of people and, and paybacks, you know, but I think basically Meg, you know, we, um, at, are at the forefront of this shit and, and this is our, this is our drug and we, we need a bigger dose. We like, we can't just do the same thing. We got to keep evolving. Yeah. And I think, you know, back in the day, if you wanted to watch race car, I remember renting VHSs from Dave's of the world cycling productions, like the world championships and shit. You still have all those? You have a VCR. <laughs> you got your VCR. We're going to have to have a party at Glenn's house. But, you know, nice. having grown up playing team sports, you know, like Shane, um, you know, cycling was pretty new to me. And so it was very, I guess I would say, uh, I romanticized the idea of, of, what it was to be especially like in the spring classics when they're incredibly grueling through all kinds of weather conditions and it just felt to me like our roads uh fort ross and king ridge and sweetwater and skaggs and joy and coleman valley you know having ridden them they had that feel and there's some photos i've seen of us of our early hoppers where uh, what bugged me in those events and i understand why but all the vehicles the lead vehicles, the motors, that there's it's just packed. So I wanted to have that feeling of us together out there and the self-sufficiency in, in a road event. 
um, you know, and that's that's the tone we set from the start. And it's always been, yeah, people totally help each other out now, give tubes, lend them a hand. But I think that was something that was that was resonating, you know, um, for us. There were some other competitions going on. One thing that inspired me was the Ring of Fire and, and the community aspect of that and all those years. And another one was the Krusty Cup series, which was kind of like, let's just go do this. <laughs> so um, I know Glenn and Shane, we raced the Krusty Cups together. And I think, Glenn, you were there at the beginning. Like, what was, do you know, what was the origin of that? And how long did that last? I, I can't quite remember, maybe five, six years. I don't remember, but I know I have a trophy. It's like my most prized possession. My... For the series of the Krusty Cup? So what yeah. was it? It was just a single speed mountain bike races, but such a, I was just like, was, I didn't know any of those guys and like showing up in there. <laughs> I would show up with all my super high-tech single speed and my Lycra, and, and the race set it started at nine, and I would be doing, going in circles, and then I, it took me a few races to figure out that it was a little more casual than that, but I had epic battles with, I mean, I, I, I only rode a single speed for a lot of freaking years, uh, and those races, they were so much fun there. I remember riding the day law with you and you're on a single speed. I think we clicked off like 10 hours. Yeah. Yep. How's yeah. that single speed now? Is it hanging? It's hanging. It's hanging right there above me. <laughs> that one from that, that day. Yeah. Uh, I have a couple of memories of, of single speed battles. One, both of them in Anadel. Cause I, all the other ones I didn't have a chance cause I'd get lost. Like there was no point in going to someone else's backyard. Like you just, you'd get lost. Like you're not going to win it. Right. <laughs> but the one, the one that I did win in Annadale was uh, the three of us followed course and other people shortcutted it. Oh, actually, no, that's a different one. The the one that I won was was was, was where I passed Ben Jock Mains right at the end, dropping uh, cobblestone into the parking lot. Yeah. And I knew it ended at the parking lot. And around the last corner with a tree, I just sent it like through there, hoping I wouldn't hit anything. Um, and he looked at me like, you cut the course. <laughs> he looked at me like, that's it. I'm like, that's it. You didn't cut it by a lot, but you, you know, there, the, the, he didn't, he didn't petition in the time, but Shane, there was another time, the time that we did get lost. I remember dropping down, um, rough go, right. Didn't we finish down rough go? Yeah, Glenn had made the course. Uh, it was in Annadale. You and I went off course, but then we got back on course, passed everyone, got back into the lead, and then it was just you and me battling it out down Ruffco, and I got you. <laughs> yeah, I remember being behind you the whole thing, Orchard, Ruffco. I was like, come on, fuck up, fuck up. Like, there's nowhere, you don't pass on Ruffco. I remember Darren freaking, <laughs> Darren going off course. He was like the fast guy then on the yeah. single speed, right? So mm -hmm. he goes off course, and I win. And then all of them, uh, Steve P and Loudass and uh, Neary and everybody ganging up on me like, well, he was gonna win, so you didn't really win. And they took it away from me because they said he was gonna win. He went off course and it was like, I didn't, I was like, okay. And 
That was like the Krusty Cups. That do, you was, have the uh, rule, do you have the rule book? Do you, maybe you have an attorney you could talk to to refer back to that. I still have a bunch of flyers from those races too. It was that was fun, super fun. That was a good time. You know, and and part of it, you know, and thinking about people often ask me like, you know, when did the grasshopper start and was that the first gravel event? And and I tell them that I didn't really like think of it as gravel or like even Google gravel till like no. 2017. But there was so much other stuff going on here. We had the Krusty Cups. Um, you know, there was some fun stuff going on in Santa Cruz. And and I just think being in California and in this area, we were just looking for fun um, for fun things to ride and things to do. Um, and the fact that it's stuck and, and, and been something for so long, um, you know, it's been, it's been interesting. And I know as it's become, you know, some people that started doing it, stopped doing the hoppers and those kind of pop in every, every now and then. But the fact that we were able to set the tone for it with what we want it to be in the type of ride for me, that's like, you know, that's in my heart all the time when I'm questioning like the things that we have to do because of that type of, you know, type of, uh, um, I guess I would say the, the most noble form of competition, like that look you gave me, like, yeah, I was expecting that. Do you want to win? Yeah. You know, Shane and, and Roger putting water bottles in the trees. It's like, Hey, that, those, those were the rules of engagement at the time. Right. I mean, it's some of the best days of my life, really like on the bike, like the times we had, like just yeah. Yeah. everybody getting so high before the race that you're like oh you're freaking out it's like just put me on my bike i'll be fine just put me on my bike because you're so caffeinated freaking you've had so much ca ca <laughs> weed that you you're just freaking losing your mind it's like just say go just say go so i can start <laughs> that that what was it like in the show for me like when this was happening, like, I don't even know how I pulled it off because I was teaching and I had one kid, then, then two kids, like it was just tunnel vision, like doing these. And early on, there wasn't a lot of organization, but there started to be more and more people started to come in. Right. And people from Santa Rosa were doing it. Like, were you the go-to was the shop? Like, what the hell is this? What bike do I ride? Is it marked? How hard was it like information central or did it just all of a sudden happen? Like what was going on in the shops? I know it was more we all knew like everybody here knew and you didn't share that with anybody because it was like Shane said it was Chico people Santa Cruz people like they came then this like later like the people San Francisco folks started coming and like Marin folks East Bay and they're so serious and you would be like line up and you're like I'm gonna beat you would just know I'm gonna beat all of you because he could look at their tire choice or whatever their equipment choice was and you were like i'm gonna beat you and they're way faster they're way fitter they take it more seriously and it's like you're fucked because you you brought the wrong thing and we would we there was no way we were going to share that knowledge with, we, we don't with talk anyone. about bike club no it was uh it was like that was part of it being you know having memorized every every part of every road that yeah yeah and, and the the local the local bragging rights you know that that was fun so i actually when i started this too part of it was you know i, I wanted that you know to happen of, of folks to come out and have the best part of the competition and it was when xander was young and i was there was a time when i think i rode only each hopper and like three weeks in between 
So I'd start out, I'd bury myself and I'd end up way, way back. So what we're describing is I'd always imagine myself like at the front end, like that's where I wanted to be. Found myself in the middle, right? You know, that's where we imagine in our mind, we're the fastest, right? But it really, it was really important for that to happen for me as the person who's kept putting these on because I saw one, the level of talent and dedication and devotion to people that were the 30th through the 300th, like the, the spirit of like, this is a day that I'm really going to dig deep and I'm really going to challenge myself. No matter how far back you went, people were having that experience. And if I go, oh yeah, I'm just going to chill in the middle. Whoever was in the middle was cutting me no slack. I was like, I'm going to destroy you. And then I further back as, as I lost even more fitness there were people stopping, eating salami sandwiches, uh, chilling at the river. And, and I got to see that it was something bigger. And that just like, I was like, man, this is cool. Cause we had that experience at the front, which we all, you know, it fulfilled us. Like Roger said, it's our drug. And then these, these waves back. And so, uh, that was, that was super fun. Um, to have that all happen. Yeah. Meg, if I can just inject into that, um, it seemed like you designed these things so that you would end up just wrung out, like with double, double leg hammy cramps going up Joy Road, just lying on in the fetal position on, on the side of the road. Just like, ah! <laughs> you know, like, yeah. why, do, why do you do this to us? I did because I need that. Like, I need that experience. I need this regular outlet, which it, I don't wish it on anyone. Like truly it's better. If you just do a half hour brisk walk every day, you're probably going to have a more balanced life, but yeah. I need that. Yeah. You, you guys, wanna, you want to push, you want to push it. And I need to, it's, and, it's a and, need. You don't just want to like, yeah. you, you're my, you're my special adult friends. Like, like I say this jokingly, but serious, we, we, we really strive. And I'm a high school teacher for kids at risk. Like as adults, we still are balancing these complex loads, our families, our work, our health, our partner's health, the economy and stuff. It's like, it's one, it's getting together. You know, when we need to get to this certain level of like emptying the cup so that it can be filled again, like once you figure out this is where my happy place is, um, you know, you do that. And, and you know, it's, it's a balancing act as, as people can attest for between doing too much and you know that level uh, of addiction but it's like that intensity of sport uh is is so fulfilling yeah um, once, you're never, in the, once you're in a wormhole man you don't want to come out like you know so good it, it's like oh fuck i forgot like time stood still and i don't have any problems at all and this is my total focus i'm in the fucking wormhole yeah and you put us there quite often, Meg. Thank you. I think, yeah, how about when we're injured, right? So this group of guys right here, like you. Yeah, there's metal. Right, here. so perfect example is just getting injured, like breaking a collarbone or being off the bike, right? And you show up, you disappear for a while. Your friends are still going. But as soon as you show up back up with, like, Roger or Meg or Shader, you like, there's no, it, there's no mercy. There's no, like, it's so, it's such a brutal, uh, the, ex, 
the club expectation is still <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, it's like there's yeah. no mercy, there's no sympathy, there's no nothing. You just went away for uh, there isn't. Back. You know, to yes. be honest, there there's no sympathy. I'm like, it's like I am going to fucking rip your legs off today. <laughs> I have a nice day. And I do not do that, right but, but the beautiful thing is, is that afterwards, like, like at the end of the season or whenever, we would do these things like um, the PCT poach, or we do rose to toads, toads to rose, or we do like um, the coastal poach. We used to do. We could go do these huge rides that were super epic, and we'd be like on it, like just. In the wormhole, having fun, and like those are the memories I I cherish the most. Well, that maybe that the, the teacher in me, my my cycle, my teaching cycle, I was off in in June. So by setting up these events January through June, you know, it was it was something to hit, to be focused on, to train for, to help pass the wet winters back when it used to rain, rain or shine. Me and Don would meet and destroy our equipment in Occidental. Next thing you know, you get to June and it's summer and you have the fitness to do those things. So, you know, we're going to still focus on that this year after a year and a half of COVID. Like, so January through June have like a solid early season uh, series. So again, that then people, when they're out on, you know, their bigger adventures, they're, they're able to, um, you know, to send it and, and have the fitness. I do know in this group though, I know that Don is, is really the compassionate one and he really, he, he resists, like, if someone's a little bit out of shape or having a bad day, I know that it's Don is going to be, like, giving, taking it easy on him. Is that true? That's what I've heard. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Uh, Winkle, like, said, yeah, for sure. Like, Yeah, for sure. When, I remember Winkle would show up for the Ring of Fire, and his hat, would, his helmet would be, like, askew, and I'm like, who is this guy? Like, dude, tighten it up. <laughs> Turns out he was just totally baked. Yeah, I want to. I want to go a little bit back into the into the lore one more time because, um, you know, having Don here with us and knowing that we started riding in the early '90s and he and he was at the palace. I remember that one of my motivating things was bringing out this idea of, of like the local bragging rights. And I remember George used to say, nah, you know, big fish, little pond. Cause he had dipped his toes into Europe and I'm thinking, no, nah, it's pretty deep here right now. But the trying to bring out, um, to bring out Gavin as well, which took a bunch of years to do that and, and being in, in the palace. So in the, in the 1980s, when you started writing was, Mountain biking, as it started to happen, did you have a sense that like this was going to be pivotal in terms of the evolution of the sport? Or you're just like, oh, this is just another fun to, thing to do. Was it even on your radar? You know, you know, it's hard to say, really, in hindsight. At the time, it was just another fun thing to do. And it was, you know, it was, it was different. I was definitely locked into being a roadie and it was something we did on the side. It wasn't something we took real seriously. And then... You know, but we rode hard. I mean, like the first, the first clipless pedals I had on my on a mountain bike were just some road pedals that I just bolted onto my um, my rock hopper, and then um, and chonged myself super hard coming down two quarry because they didn't hang very well. And but it was sort of like, well, we need clipless pedals if we're going to do this thing. And 
you know, so we were, you know, playing with that. And so it was serious. And I bought, you know, and then I upgraded more serious bikes. But it was still something that was just kind of on the side uh, from my what I was doing on the road as opposed to a primary focus. But then I just had more and more fun with it. And I identified more and more with it. And so it became a, a, a bit of a, you know, I don't want to say struggle, but they, like I started moving away from the Pink Palace guys because I spent all my weekends out in Occidental riding mountain bikes as opposed to, you know, riding with the Saturn guys on the weekend or something, you know. And, and, um, and that was weird because all those guys were like, well, but those are the cool people, you know. I was like, well, yeah, well, whatever. I was having more fun getting, I called it the Z-axis, you know, the three-dimensional head rush of riding as opposed to just, um, as opposed to just ripping around the county, which was definitely fun. But, you know, it's, it's just, it was a different thing, you know, different. So that's, that's when it, it, it got me. But one other quick little note though, like when we were, like when we were transitioning, you know, this whole gravel thing is like, I remember one ride when you, you, me and Meg, when I had to catch a plane, like it, I don't know, sometime in the evening, and we were on Mill Creek Road, and you got like, or we were on the the, the Mill Creek Loop, and you got like your third or fourth flat because we were riding like 25s with tubes in them or something like that, in, in a, basically a mountain bike course. And um, I was like, I have to catch a plane, so your next flat, like, I have to leave. <laughs> Sorry. And you did I fly? I can't remember. We, we, we got out of it. I made my plane. Um, I got bitched out by uh, someone at the counter for literally being late, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think you know, in and ra- wrapping it up, you know, uh, you know, I didn't even get into the whole gravel thing because I don't. I, it doesn't make sense to me to predict what's next, and I know that's the buzz. And I think getting people on bikes and getting them to explore and and have adventures, and I think that the more adventures people have riding their bikes, that they make these bonds with people that last forever we've been riding bikes together for 30 years i look forward to it to another 30 years and i i someday they'll invent e-bikes or something like that that makes it easier for us when i'm when i'm 90 wait till i'm 90 glenn then i'll come buy one from you um but anyways i really appreciate the time chatting with you guys and and we'll come back and like do around talking about the 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 ring of fire um you know the friendship and the years we've have is it's invaluable to me. Like I, it, I would not be the same person. Um, the hoppers would not still be the hoppers without all the friends and folks in Santa Rosa and Sonoma County that came back in the good old days when there was just laminates and nothing marked. And, uh, I just really appreciate you guys sharing stories and, uh, we'll do it again soon. Thanks. Thanks Meg. Uh, I just want to say, um, we love you and and keep the create creativity coming man because it's been one fucking wild ride 